When he left at the end of the 2021 season, Harry Tinknell was wondering if he'd ever get back to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. This weekend, he finally makes his return. Hi, I'm Dennis Krause, and this is Motorsports Minute Plus. Harry Tinknell has fond memories of his time racing in IMSA's WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and at Elkhart Lakes Road America. Four years ago, driving for Mazda Team Yost, Tinknell stood on the top step of the podium with cool driver Jonathan Bomarito celebrating a win at Road America, his second of the season. Two years ago, he closed out Mazda's involvement in the Daytona Prototype International class with a win in the season-ending Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta. This weekend, the 31-year-old British driver will be debuting in IMSA's new GTP class, teaming up with co-driver Jean-Maria Jimmy Bruni in Proton Competition's new Porsche 963 as the German squad prepares for a full-season campaign in both IMSA and the FIA's World Endurance Championship in 2024. Tinknell admits he's been looking forward to this moment for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. Buzzing to be back, honestly, since uh, kind of stepping out the car in Victory Lane in um, 21 in the Mazda, um, just been kind of, yeah, looking forward to this moment. And um, yeah, it's been a, been a little while, but uh, yeah, super happy to be back in IMSA and in top class. I love this championship and uh, yeah, um, obviously exciting program we've got here with, with Proton, with, you know, doing the WC last three races and the last three races NIMSA ahead of um, you know the team running uh, running in both championships full time next year so it's a it's a really good um, way to for everyone to get up to speed with with, with the car with the championships and um, and hopefully try and uh, yes sneak a result or two before the end of this year ahead of you know going full tilt next year but um, yeah amazing to be back at Road America is one of my favorite tracks in the world and uh, obviously good memories there in the past. Uh, um, getting getting the win in, in 2019 and, and podiums last time I was here. So um, yeah, super excited to be back. Tinknell has been racing for the Proton team in the WEC this season in the GT category before stepping up with the team to the hypercar class at Monza last month. According to Tinknell, the Monza experience will be of some help this weekend at Road America, although he and Bruni have been doing work in the simulator as well. Yeah, it's great, Chris. I think, obviously, you know, Monza was very much a case of we got the car the Friday before. You know, I sat in it for the first time on Thursday, and the first time we drove it was obviously FP1 on Friday. And then by Sunday, we, you know, we actually were led the race for a few laps, not really in real in real world, but we were still in the top four or five throughout. And um, so that was definitely beyond our expectations. But clearly, coming from zero miles, and when I mean zero, I mean actually zero. Um, you know, our learning curve was obviously like a pretty vertical line. So um, we took a lot away from that race. Um, it was unfortunate that we had to stop. It was really actually not a mechanical failure at all. It was just, just one of those things that, that you know, unfortunately just uh, a cable came loose and couldn't get the car back to the pits. But ultimately, it was big learning. And uh, I think we were just happy to get the car on track that weekend. We weren't, um, 
you know, we weren't uh, efficient with the optimum setup uh, or anything like that. And we actually didn't even have a lot of the uh, setup options available, like physically just didn't have the parts. Um, so we were limited what we could do and therefore we were very happy with the result. And hopefully, you know, for this weekend, we're going to be a lot better organized. Um, you know, like Nate said, we're on the, we're on the sim. We've been doing a lot in the, in the sim world. We'd love to be doing more in the real world. Um, but right now it's uh it's race to race for us. And obviously a lot of the competition have been testing in Red America. There was obviously the test in Indy last weekend. So for sure, we are still, you know, in that sort of data gathering. Every, every lap we do is an important lap right now. Um, but uh, as we showed in Monza, you know, we're just going to keep our heads down, keep working. And I think um, if we do that, you know, it's amazing what you can achieve. Tinkno believes his previous experience and success at Road America will help too. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like I say, it's one of the best tracks in the world. I think every driver says it. And I think part of the reason for that is it is a pretty fearsome track. You know, it holds no prisoners. And if you make a mistake, you usually pay for it. So it really demands on the limit driving. And so if you're experienced around there, it's definitely going to help. So I was, uh, I was there a couple of months ago in a P2 car, which is great. Um, and um, like I say, you know, we, we, we plan to hit the ground running, but yeah, good memories there in the past. And, uh, and Jimmy's also been on the podium here, I think in, um, in, in GT cars. So um, like I say, it's an incredible, it's an incredible field. Uh, and we're up against some of the best drivers and teams in the world. Um, but uh, like I say, we, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep our heads down and, and keep working hard. And um, you know, you see what the JDC car is doing compared to the, the factory cars and stuff. It shows it's possible. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. With the WEC race at Monza under their belt, Tinkno believes they learned enough from that weekend that they won't be starting from square one with a new car in a new series at Road America. Um, no. I, Obviously, I think there's a lot of things coming out of Monza that we we can build on. Like I say, I think we're a lot better prepared now in terms of setup options and, and physical parts uh, at the racetrack. Um, I think we're clearly a lot better at procedures. You know, obviously, these cars is a big safety element with the, the hybrid system and everything like that. And when when uh, when that's brand new to a team, you take absolutely zero risks. And you you know, if there's even a uh, a slight you know, a 0.1% chance that everything isn't 100%. You know, you stop the car or you box the car, whereas I think after a weekend and, you, you know, you're getting to know all the systems and being confident in the procedures, you can uh, you can certainly, um, you know, just, just you know, roll out uh, with a lot more confidence that everything is in order. Um, so that's great. And then, yeah, from a, from a, you know, from a driving and performance point of view, then clearly we have, you know, some idea of, of how the car drives and what the car, you know, the characteristics and what, what it wants um, in terms of uh, setup and driving style. And obviously these cars are super complicated as well. You know, I think the, the manual is about 50 or 60 pages long. I've read it through about 15 times. And in the first session at Monza, it's, it's like, like it completely went out the window. I'd never read it before because it's still a very fast race car with a steering wheel and four tires on it. And, uh, you know, you and, and with a lot of other slower cars that you've got to navigate, uh, around the circuit and so there's a lot going on anyway uh, and then you bring in all these all, all the hybrid system and the brake bar wire system and, and all the different changes you can do with the diff and everything like that so um, that was just like I say a huge upward learning uh, um, event for us and but it also means now that these sim sessions that we're doing this week are 
more valuable because we know kind of what we need from the car in terms of the adjustments on the steering wheel and stuff like that. And so it's actually more beneficial for us. I think we're going into the weekend as drivers uh, with, you know, having had been better prepared just because we've done it once already. So for sure, there's a lot we can, uh, we can build on. Um, but there's also a lot of new stuff as well within IMSA and the aero package is slightly different with the Porsche IMSA versus uh, WEC and everything like that. So plenty of new stuff. We've got a few new personnel as well on board, but, uh, you know, excited that we've got Jeremy Moore, who's ex-Porsche LMP1 engineer. Um, I think a lot of people wanted him and we've got him. So that's great. And, uh, and, and yeah, we're just looking forward to building these relationships and keep, keep improving. But, uh, um, yeah, like I say, it's just a, it's an, it's another weekend where every single lap is vital to us. As the new hybrid cars are more complicated, some drivers in the series have had difficulty feeling what is happening with the car, particularly with the brake-by-wire systems. Tinknell offered his observations of the new GTP cars versus the DPI car he last raced in IMSA. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's definitely a, a valid observation. I mean. Um, I've started watching IMSA races again. I couldn't watch them last year, honestly. I was too sad uh, not being part of it to be able to actually really watch um, much of it. But uh, knowing that, you know, coming back, I've been able to sort of watch it a bit more this year. And uh, um, certainly, I, I mean, if I, if I speak specifically about the Porsche, then you see quite a lot of, you know, we're in WEC and IMSA, like a, lo- a lot of lockups on the first lap and, and you know, which can cause issues into the first corner and stuff like that and yeah the the brake by wire system is definitely interesting um i think it's improved a lot um from maybe the start of the season to 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 when we first got the car um and i would say that the um the dpi car is a little bit more of a an old school pure race car now it seems mad to say because it's only a couple of years old but um you know, now with these, with, with the brake by wire and, and, and the hybrid system, the car is a little bit more um, digital, shall we say. And obviously, you know, the, the the pressure that you're putting on the brake is 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 then, um, you know, a computer is then effectively, you know, doing everything else for you. Whereas, you know, in the old DPI car, that's all purely hydraulic. So, um from that point of view, um, there is definitely an adjustment period and there's definitely a, a driving style. It's kind of what I was alluding to earlier in terms of, yes, we have an idea now of the driving style um, from Monza and, and and we can build on that. But it certainly is something that takes a bit of time to adapt to. Um, and certainly our first, you know, my first experience of the car on the sim, I was thinking, hmm, well, I was saying to the engineers, like, oh, not sure about the braking. Is that realistic? And it's like, yeah, that is realistic. It's like, okay, that's something that we have to improve and deal with and i think you know the porsche engineers and, and everyone involved multimatic have, have um have done that i think it's probably an area we can still still work with um but honestly like when i jumped in the car for the first time in monza i was thinking you know let's just try and be ahead of the lmp2s to start with you know we don't want it to be embarrassing you, you know i was sort of saying before i left i i'm super excited to be there but i also don't know if i'm about to head into the the biggest butt kicking of my whole career, you know, just straight into FP1 in a brand new car in a very competitive championship. And actually, like within three or four laps, I was happy sliding the car in a four wheel drifting through throughout the track. And, and and it gives you a lot of confidence to push. Honestly, the car feels like a big GTE car um, rather than a, a, you know, a super snappy, 
you know, uh, agile, you know, prototype or single seater. It's more towards the GT style with uh, driving style and, and, the, and the way the car reacts. Um, it's obviously still very nimble uh, and very quick, but it's just um, you can kind of see how some of the manufacturers have gone with their GT drivers and they've got it, got in and, and, and been successful straight away because it is a little bit more towards that than, uh, than maybe I was expecting uh, compared to the DPI car. With three races to go, Tinknell and Proton are entering the series at a critical time in the championship for some teams. Tinknell is adamant they are in the series for themselves and to prepare for next season and not to assist any other Porsche teams or interfere with their rivals. No, 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 absolutely zero. Um, I, I don't think... Uh, we should be worried about any sort of, um, yeah, any, anything like that or any conspiracy theories or anything. I think uh, ultimately um, it's fantastic that, you know, JDC are proving that customer teams can mix and beat the factory teams. And, um, you know, that's never really been the case before in top class prototype racing for, for a long time. Um, so, you know, it, it's awesome that it's showing that it is the same equipment and, and, and you can, if you do a good job, you, you can can beat the so-called factory teams and stuff. But um, there is really not any sharing between those teams. They're all kind of separate entities. No one's sort of colluding together to try and uh, get the best result for one car or the best strategy or anything like that. So um, everyone's in it for themselves. Obviously, you know, from our point of view, you know, we, we've got you know, we're in IMSA, we've got, we've got three individual races. We're not going for any championships. We can, if we're in a position to be aggressive on strategy and, and, you know, not having to hold back thinking about championship points or anything like that. So that's, a, that's a nice position to be in. Um, but at the same time, we obviously don't want to come in and, 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 and create the wrong headlines either. So I think we're coming, you know, we've got a very good uh, perspective going into the weekend. It's kind of, Monza 2.0, really, in terms of we're just keeping our heads down. We're just going to get the laps, um, you know, integrate the new personnel in the team, who I think will be a big help to us. And uh, and like I say, you know, just keep learning, and hopefully by the race we're in a position where we where, where we can mix it. But um, if it's not this weekend, then it's building towards India and and obviously Petit, where I you know I'm I'm certain by then we will be in the fight. Having been away from the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for nearly two years, how does Tinknell view the series now? Yeah, I think obviously great to be back to double field, double figure field. Um, Definitely, like I say, I didn't watch much of 2022. I I remember what. I think it was at Le Mans and uh, maybe for the test weekend and it was the Detroit race and I watched about five laps and I just turned it off. I was like, oh, I just, I just can't, like, it's just so sad. <laughs> Honestly, I think racing the Ips has been some of the best uh, moments of my whole career. I would say probably Petit actually trumps even Le Mans. Uh, just the way it happened, you know, with 30 minutes to go and, you know, the last ever race for Mazda and I just remember in, Victory Lane. I've never seen so many grown adults crying uh, on the team. It was that it was a pretty special feeling to be able to deliver that. And uh, pretty much ever since that moment, I've been thinking and looking forward, and at some some points wondering, like you know, when am I going to get back there, and and how, and 
what the what that scene's going to look like. So yeah, I think super excited with this whole landscape of LMDH and GTP and everything, and uh, uh, and, and 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 yeah, and what we're hopefully going to be able to deliver with Proton and and, and WeatherTech, obviously, and you know. I haven't mentioned it yet, but obviously it's their home race as well this weekend. So it's great that we're going to obviously um, have a lot of weather tech people on site and uh, you know, their cars obviously doing well in, in GT, GTD uh, Pro as well. So uh, good to have one in, one in each class. But um, I think in general, looking at the races, um, there's a lot of gung-ho driving uh, and some pretty crazy moments and shunts along the way as well um which i think actually for us i mean if that continues that probably only gives breeds more opportunity i think jimmy and i are quite level-headed i would say in general i think you know definitely in the past i've got my elbows out and rubbed some doors when when needed to at end the races to get it done and you know not afraid to do that but at the same time i think um we've we're just in a good mindset of like this is building for next year in terms of championships and stuff and this is building for the future and you know we're just out there to try and nick some results this year and i think if it is quite gung-ho out there and you know big time passing on traffic and on each other's you know interclass stuff then hopefully we can pick up pieces from that like i say it i mean it's not to say that we're going to be super passive and just happy to just sort of sit around in the mid pack or at the back and wait for something to happen. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, at times it has been pretty, pretty crazy out there, but that's not to say it's not entertaining for me sat at home watching on TV. So uh, uh, I think, you know, championships going from strength to strength and uh, um, yeah, just buzzing to be back and part of it. Um, the only problem was really was the, uh, you know, the opening races, I knew obviously supply chain and everything has been a big uh, talking point in every industry across the world right now. And I knew the, the Porsche parts were limited. So I've always had my heart in my mouth whenever I see a Porsche sort of heading towards the wall because we weren't sure exactly when we were going to get the car. We are hoping to get it a little bit earlier and do more testing than we have. And obviously the, uh, the shunt at um, Sebring was, you know, I, I would say, you know, a pretty spectacular way to sort of, finish a, a Sebring 12-hour race from probably a fan's point of view but I was looking at two completely broken Porsches going on though that's not good for us spare parts I remember when Felipe had that big moment in uh, Laguna and I think got away with it kind of just nudged the wall but got away with it and again heart was, heart was in my house there like, we, we need those parts for our car sort of thing but uh, yeah I think um, there, there's no there's no better uh, view for them from the cockpit and uh like i say i've i've read i read the manual about 15 times before monza it kind of went out the window straight away and so it's coming back so i've, I've read i've read it another five or six times now on the flight over yesterday and uh i'm hoping that um uh everything's kind of bedded in a little bit more and uh we can um we, we, we can go in and, and start on the right foot this weekend uh for yeah by the tech time race as always thank you for your time I invite you to check out this and other stories on MotorsportsMinutePlus.com as well as subscribe to the Motorsports Minute Plus podcast. I'm Dennis Krause and this is Motorsports Minute Plus.